what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the bricks radio i am one of your hosts ceo hayes and i am joined by the illustrious team of first up miss mary almonte what's going on nothing we here <laughs> the last show of the year the year last show of the year our award show we got announcements to be made uh but we're also joined by mr Baylor the great yo what up another day another dollar more money more money Absolutely, and then we also got uh, the red wine connoisseur himself, Mr. Marquise, in the building. Lord Jesus, help us all. <laughs> Last show of the year, you guys already know. I'm not even going to say he's going to be mild, because we clearly can't have mild shows anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the topics are pretty mild today, so, you know. We always find a way. There's always a wrinkle. Uh, I, it's not on the list, but I got to ask you guys this. Have you guys gotten to see the death to 2020 on Netflix yet? So I, no. I I never took a look at it, but I I seen I I I stumbled upon it, but I haven't checked it out yet. It's legitimately one of the funniest fucking things I've seen all year. It's fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up. And it's fucked up because um, it's all true. Yeah. yeah. What is her name? Um, from Friends. Uh, uh Phoebe. Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that was that was clever. Yeah, that was clever. I think it was on in the background when I was working. On something but yeah 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 it's definitely a funny concept maybe we'll talk about it next week uh just had to ask about that welcome to the breaks radio well let's get into the news and topics that we have this week first one up j cole uh released a picture on instagram which shows apparently his release schedule so he has Two mixtapes come in before uh, the, his next album, The Fall Off, which he released the name for back in 2018. Uh, we have uh, The Off Season and a mixtape called It's a Boy, both coming before his official album. What do you guys think about J. Cole A.T.'s and content? And it seems like we're going to be getting a lot of J. Cole in 2021. What do you guys think about it? Marquis, I'll come to you first on this one. I'm going to be positive. I'm looking forward to some music. Um, he's never really disappointed. Like I said before, it's kind of... Boring at some times, but I'm looking for some new content. It's um, it's been since 2018 since he's come out with something. I remember he dropped the uh, the little song against No Name, and of course the joint against Wale and um Kanye. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll we'll hear something something positive, something will spark conversation, something will move us in the right direction. We're starting to get a lot of content for the culture. Hopefully this will move the needle in 2021. So, all right, all right, Mary. optimistic. You hear the optimism? That, that's yeah. rare from you. I'm sure it'll 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 switch some point in this show, but you know I appreciate it, Mary. What do you think? Um, I felt like, I mean, obviously I'm a fan, so I'm I'm always looking forward to anything he drops. But I just hope it's not like that last album where it was like he was the feature on it. <laughs> so let's hope that you know it's more concentrated, J Cole. Okay, that's all. All right, Baylor. Um, I'll just be excited to see who the features are, you know. Uh, see, so he, see who he rocking with. See if there's any new new cats, younger cats on there. Uh, of course, you know we're gonna be checking for that that production, and uh, and then it might be one of those dominoes that went down, and we're waiting for that next domino to go down. So if we get cold. Hopefully, we'll get some, uh, you know, some Kendrick. Yeah, if we get if we get Cole and Kendrick in the same year, that'll be that'll be a nice year, especially for me. Mm-hmm. But one thing that uh, you know I want to pick up on something Marquis said is that we'll check out for the production. I I, and I don't think that is going to happen. 
But at some point, we need a J. Cole album that's not produced by J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yep. just my opinion on it. It's not that he's a he's a whack, because he's not. He's, he's a really solid producer. But I think he paints himself in a box. And when you look at, like, the year J. Cole had with features this year, he kills almost every feature he's on, and it feels like it brings something different out of him. And I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, and I appreciate the going platinum with no features and producing your own album and all that good shit. But at some point it's like, I think as a fan of J Cole, I want to see him pushed outside of his comfort zone. Some, and we haven't really gotten that for a while from it. Yeah. yeah. That, they, 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 uh, compare him to, to Tim Duncan and he does have that off the backboard production. <laughs> so, <laughs> Give me, you gotta give him something different, you know. Yeah. He's very versatile to me, so yeah. And that's it. the thing when people try to describe J. Cole as a boring rapper, I don't understand that because as a rapper, J. Cole can do any fucking style he wants to, period. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I you use the Tim, the Tim Duncan thing, that's a great comparison because he just gets it done when it's his album, like you just walk away and, and he, he got it done. He may have the most boring double double ever, but the stats still show that he produces so so here's the thing though with i think the the average listener who's just looking for this this boom for instance like um like lupe the original song for they got nothing on you um with um bob and um what's his name oh my god oh you think i nothing on you you don't turn yeah, on, right yeah bruno okay. mars yeah. yeah bruno mars so the original version lupe's verse was so mundane it was dope but they, the record label took him off and put B.O.B. because it was more energy. Same thing. Lupe's lyrics are phenomenal. It's just that that sound gets kind of mundane. You get lost into it. It's hypnotic. And then you kind of get lulled into this, all right, this is the same old thing. That's the problem. J. Cole has lyrics for days, content for days. It's just if it's the same, like 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 Baylor said, if the production is the same, this is all we're going to get. And it's just the uh-huh. same melodic kind of monotone i'm falling into sleep like and that's my problem with him again you have to dig in deeper mm. to listen to the lyrics the content and feel that it's a vibe it's a sensation it's a, a feeling so that's that's my problem with it. but i agree i'm looking forward to something great fair enough fair enough anything left on j cole before we move on no all right <laughs> this next topic is one that i'm excited to talk for because i hope it becomes fucking true so Charlemagne, who's never one to bite his tongue um said that the drake era may be over in the sense that him reigning supreme uh may may be coming to an end and so hey what do you guys think about that com those comments and do you think that is it really over now and that's not to say that he's not going to still sell but as far as him being the biggest thing in hip-hop which i i, I in pop uh is that gonna is that gonna start going on a downturn mary i'll come to you first well, first of all, if that is true, I think he's had a hell of a run. <laughs> so, I mean, it's literally been like a decade, um, if not a little bit longer. I just don't, I feel like reigns don't end without someone to replace them. And I don't quite see who's replacing Drake right now, though, either. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's going to end soon-ish, but I don't know if it's over already. Okay. All right. Baylor? I think they'll find somebody. I mean, because I mean, honestly, you don't have to do much to uh, take his spot. I mean, not it's not against him because he did hold it down for a long time. But what I'm saying is, the the way the game is or the way the game has gone, you don't really have to 
if you got a dope production and you can flow, and <laughs> I mean, shit, you don't have to do much but stay consistent. Uh, if if this nigga didn't pull his gun out and shoot at some toes, it probably would have been him, honestly. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'm I'm telling the truth. Like, I don't really like him. I'm not a fan of him, but I know he got talent to take over. Yeah. Um, and he had but the can, buzz. Can we define who they is? Who they are? Well, that's an important thing with with Drake Who are fans. Drake fans? Light skinned dudes and no wait. Cause I'm, I'm light skinned and I, I hate think, Drake. Oh, um, I think he has all. Of, I think he has all of Canada, and I think he has the younger generation anywhere between. I want to say you know middle school all the way up until like late late twenties, early thirties. Okay, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. lot. They they even have some grown up. They got cats older than me that love Drake. So yeah, I mean there are a lot of people that love Drake, but when I look at it this way, right? And this has always been my problem. It took me a while to understand that my problem wasn't actually Drake; it's Drake's fans. So if we're talking about Drake's fan base. <laughs> you know, seriously, because the thing, the the problem with Drake's fans is that the Drake Drake's fans try to insert him in hip hop conversations when he's a pop artist. I always compare Drake fans right. to Trump supporters. A lot of Trump supporters were not fucking politicians or people who follow politics they like the antics they liked what he did on social media and it and it blew up in their faces to, to so to say not to say that it's going to blow up in drake's fans faces the same way but so when you say who are drake's fans i think drake's fans are casual music listeners and that's why he's had the reign that he has because you know the hip-hop heads us people are on like it's clear the people that we love don't sell like that for real anymore so for him to have the, the impact that he's had, it's because he's captured the casual music listener because they can put on a Drake album and get a little bit of everything and feel like like it's it's indicative of what's on the radio nowadays. And he steals so much from so many different cultures and styles and backgrounds that they don't even realize that they're listening to like a UK flow because all they know is that they're Drake fans. I was about to say, you know, um, I kind of agree with Charlamagne because... He's not good. There's no one for him. to. I, and, I, and I don't mean to say it like this, but there's no one out for him to copy. There's no flow out there for him to. There's no flow. There's no movement out there for him to take advantage of because even he, he couldn't go the drill route. That's not going to add up at all. You know so, what I mean? oh, uh, all right. So two things. Why? What brought him to this conclusion that the Drake era is over? Like what happened that made this because he hasn't dropped an album in a year? Like what? What brought this conclusion out? Well, his last, his last, his last piece of work didn't hit like it usually hit, yeah. and that's the coming tape? from the mixtape. The what was that shit that he Those had? Throwaways. The, the, the double the, album, the Scorpio. Scorpio? That shit, right? That, that shit was shit a throwaway. Sold like as well. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Scorpio Drake sold like, so. I, I'm not a Drake fan. Here's 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 what I'm coming from. No, but I'm saying to to I'm, you you proving our point yeah. to Drake fans. But he's some the some, shit, some shit is just undeniable. Some shit is just undeniable. To me, this is this is how I look at it. And yes, you're right. As hip hop heads, we we appreciated Nas, um, Jack Harlow. Actually, you know, we appreciate we appreciated Busta. The thing with Drake is who's listening to the music, who's buying it, and he writes music from a woman's perspective. Like he writes music that women want to hear. He and writes. Men are drawn to what women want to hear. He writes. Am I wrong? He writes. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you. That's you, all I'm, I'm disputing. That he writes. You lost is he, me. Is yeah, he, he writing it? Okay, whoever's writing it, <laughs> bottom line. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I gotta say this. Okay. There are a lot of um, like innuendos 
reflected or um, aimed at cash money in his, his contract situation mm-hmm. that he's been talking about. And only he can talk from that perspective. So there is something that he's writing. Yeah, okay. Now, him going um, to Universal and creating his own lane, or even if he does stay with Universal or whatever his contract situation is, he's going to define it. And that's probably why he's taking so long to do it. But I don't see it. I don't see him just dropping off or going out without a fight. I think his next album is pivotal, though. It's, it's, it's career-defining. If he doesn't come out with an album that's and, and and Bailey, you said it. I don't know if he has the creativity or anything to write about, but if this next album isn't like a tell-all or something to say, this is going on with my son, this is my cash money and the subtle jab, then his career is over because people want to hear the personal Drake, which is he, he always does. But if he doesn't go into depth about a, a, a storyline or this this soap opera of his life, his career is over. But I, I still I, I he, no, I, come on, man, I can't say that. I'm sorry. I think, I, I, think, I think what Charlamagne was saying is that he's not going to drop off the face of the earth. Nah, I'm talk, I, I, we're, we're, saying, we're just saying, yeah. we're just saying that he's not he's not going to be as influential as he used to be. But then what else comes? Like Mary said, then what's next? Because they no will one... figure, bro. They they made six nine stardom like that, bro. They can find anybody. But That's six, but even though we say that six nine sales were never at that. Level like, and he ne- and he never got to that point. But as a person that did not like that little nigga, <laughs> that nigga took off extremely. I've never true. seen it happen. But that but bad. but the thing is, is any what's been shown anybody nowadays with the right team, the right social media push can get hot. It's yeah. staying hot. And yeah, so true. if we're saying that Drake's reign is over, because we're not saying that he's going to stop selling. Who it, it almost has to be another rain because who can st- sustain a hot streak? I don't see like we we talk. Kendrick is the is the toast of hip hop to me right now. But Kendrick mm-hmm. comes and goes. Drake was releasing albums every year for almost a decade, and they mm-hmm. and even when he wasn't in between albums, he still had songs on the charts and features. So I, somebody has to kind of fill that void. We always seen in hip hop. Somebody do they, fills the void. May, There's always might, somebody we, who fills the void. Always. Okay, but but now we're going into the unknown. Now it might be a gang of them little niggas that might be holding the crown at one time. A lot of people is being yelling that little baby name for some apparent reason. Yeah, Ooh. but a lot of people are yelling "Go back!" <laughs> like I, mm, and I then, don't know. So while we while we were talking, I went back and researched. So Marquis made a, a point that. Scorpion still sold like crazy. And so Scorpion five times platinum. So let's just state that right there. But it's so I enjoyed that album. I enjoyed the R and B portion of that album. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I oh, enjoyed wow. the R and B portion of that album. Um Mob Ties is still on repeat for me. Uh and then the song with um there's an I'll have to look it up. But you're half Italian. It did it did sell four hundred four hundred thousand less copies than the album than views before. All right. All so, right, so it's declined the Roman Empire. And how many other albums years. sold five million? Copies? But and that's the thing. That's 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 the thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see it. I, mean, yeah, I think I you're think right. That uh, here's the other thing, and I kind of noticed this days ago, even before this was a topic for us. Um, and I think it's less about him, his reign as like an artist, but more so about his reign as a trendsetter or a culture. Mm shifter right he's getting older and he's now starting to even post old dude shit like the other day he posted a picture of him and his son you know and he's sleeping with him and it's like taking a nap and it's like 
who the fuck is I'm a mom you know and I'm in my mid thirties and I don't even want to see that. You know what? <laughs> like, think what? about this. I think he recognizes like fifty hip hop might not be the direction you need to stay in. You might need to evolve into something else. He might. Well, he already was an actor when he played the gimp from Degrassi. Degrassi. Oh my god! Let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. Drake is Aubrey's best role ever. Mm. Amen. So yeah. amen. That's a fact. That that on that note, <laughs> that's you just dropped the mic. <laughs> Let's see what the man comes up with next. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it remains to be seen. Because he it's very possible that he could drop this album and it could be I know I compare everything to four for four. And I, I just mean that in the sense that it changes the way that we look at him because if he does get more personal on this and shows growth and maturity as a man, that could that could sustain a whole different type of reign for him. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. And for my next trick, <laughs> I'm gonna be black. <laughs> Just uh, Lord of mercy. Listen, for the biracial people, we cannot laugh at that joke. Uh, look, I'm just saying, you can't patois. Uh, right, well, that's see, different. That's called like, Caribbean, not... Yeah, that's culture vulture. Look, not, it's more than just that. Like, come on. I'm pretty sure he, he met a lot of niggas. They ain't touch him up yeah, on the block. It. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> Well, listen, if they gave Chet Hanks a, a pass... Then I, I don't, don't see that we one. Why has nobody smacked him yet? Like I don't understand why why nobody like Jay Z said it. The streets is dead. Like the fact that nobody has checked him for this yet is a problem. Bailey, get yeah. on there, man. <laughs> but, uh, look, I'm 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 past my physical days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, let's move into the next one. So this next topic, I just I just put on here. Can we please cancel Young Thug? He's been talking fucking reckless. So we had the Andre the three thousand thing first he was on million dollars worth of game and said that jay-z ain't got 30 songs that people can recite listen i'm sure there's probably 40 or 50 jay-z songs i know off the rip i can repeat back to back so like why why do people still give young thug a platform to speak on marquee oh no bail i'm sorry it's your turn to go first i'll come to you first on this one nah jay-z got songs that i don't even like that i know so (laughs) you know i don't at this point, I don't know. I don't know if it's between him just grabbing some attention during the pandemic, or mm-hmm. if he really feels like that. But I'm at the point where, like, he should have got checked on that. Like, I mean, because I at this point, I'm like tired of it, bro. You know what I mean? Like, pay some respect to your elders. You know what I mean? Because you don't, you for sure ain't got thirty songs that I let alone remember. I'm not even gonna listen to. Well, that was my question. Going to be my question: How young is Young Thug? He's not that young. Oh my God, he's actually not that Great young. Minds. I'll, I'll find it for you real quick. Give me. Some. Great minds. I was thinking the same thing. Right, like because then that could explain it all right now. Maybe he can't recite thirty Jay Z songs because he's like twenty. You know what I mean? Young Thug is thirty years old. Okay. Nah, really then thug. he's then he's still. First of all, yeah. Then he's. There's no excuse for him. <laughs> he he should know better. He no, should he know should, better. Yeah, yes. he, he right there. He should be right there. So, I don't fucking it's know. It's awful. Man. Despicable. Marquis? <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. That's all I got to say is fuck him. Fucking God damn, man. man. Fuck that young. Oh, my God. First off, your name, Young Thug. I'm done. Let's, let's whatever y'all want to say about this, fuck him. <laughs> Call Andre yeah. 2000's receptionist. 
Tiffy knows you. Fuck out of here. I got nothing I just to say. I hope he sees I really hope he sees this shit one day. <laughs> how, what is, what is the limit on thugism? Like, how old can you, what can you say? How much, how much thugging are you have in your life? Can you be like 38 still thugging, you know? You can, you though. A penthouse. I mean, if you live in a penthouse and, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Fuck him. Young Thug. Who's Drake when you need him? He, he owns his whole career to Mike Will Made It Beats. And that's all I can say about that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It, it. I don't know any. I have not never. And it may just be my age. I may need to go check with my 14-year-old son. I have never in my 34 years on this planet heard somebody say, hey, play that Young Thug. Yeah, no. But you know what it is? It's the fact that, like, it's it's, it's very difficult. I don't, I, and I think a lot of it has to do with fame as well. But it's hard for these young cats to just tell the truth without being like disrespectful and that's basically saying like look if i if i didn't grow up listening to jay-z i grew up listening to uh little wayne and whoever the case may be but i'll go back and listen to these cats just off of the strength of being respectful instead of just dissing them and and if you have that's the thing though jay-z don't even have to be in your top five he don't even have to be in your top ten but you know who that man is. You know who he is because he put out projects well after he was an adult yeah. and they hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So just be, just be respectful. Even if the music isn't for you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of youngsters that I do not like, but I can tell you right now, whoever produced six, nine shit, that shit slap. But I just, he yells. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's talking about, yeah. but the shit is it, it'll get you riled up. Just have respect, bro. Like, well, unless your shit is just trash. Jay-Z doesn't have trash music at all. He doesn't have trash music. You know what I mean? So you can't talk about your elders like that. Like, I think cats need to start getting socked in the mouth. I just told y'all, I'm past my physical stage, but niggas need to start checking. Like, he should have got checked. Yo, Charlamagne got checked. Charlamagne got checked by Lil' Kim's people, right? Real quick. Yeah, that's what needs to happen. For real. (laughs) That's exactly what needs to happen. You'd be a little too disrespectful right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just cancel that motherfucker. Um, let's move on into the next topic. Uh, the next one that we got. You know, it's funny how like themes keep going lately, especially in this segment. But uh, I put this one on her because we've been talking a lot about owning and legacy and everything like that. Uh, so Master P, who as an entrepreneur can't be doubted at all, and Baron Davis who Baron Davis is one of my favorite NBA players. If it wasn't for him tearing his ACL, he would have been a Hall of Famer. That's just my thoughts. Um, are putting together a plan to purchase to buying Reebok. This is huge for the culture. What do you guys make mm-hmm. of it? Uh, Mary, I'll come to you back first on this one. What do you think about Master P possibly owning Reebok? I mean, first of all, that's dope, but I think that goes without saying. However, I saw a tweet, I want to say yesterday or the day before, and it made me think of a conversation that we've had um, on past episodes about whose biopic would we want to see that hasn't been made yet. Mm. And Master P has led a rather extraordinary life. You're right. <laughs> and I think it's constantly, it's it's overlooked. I mean, he, he had a stint in the NBA. He sold drugs. He... <laughs> You know he has I mean? a gold like, elevator too. Right? He he built he literally made something out of nothing and built a whole empire. Like and didn't fuck his people. Right. Yeah. And then he also was, you know, I don't know what the word is for a dad manager, but 
he's probably one of the most influential dads in the game. You know what I mean? Like he managed his son's career and, and brought him up. So I feel like he definitely, um, I'd love to hear more of his story. The culture needs his secrets. <laughs> like yeah. he needs no. everything. He needs a podcast. So like he really, you know, for real. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. And people forget, like it's easy because like no limit came and went um or whatnot and but he's literally been making business deals since the music's part of his, his life stopped and it hasn't mm-hmm. stopped at all uh marquee what do you think i love it i absolutely love it i hope that people pay attention to this and want to do more with him and take money away from nike mm. yeah. personally this is our culture if we own something in our own sneaker you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm, I'm all for this so like I mean, Baron, Davis, Baron Davis, when he dunked on with it on the Sean Bradley, yeah, um, in the playoffs and, and pulled up the shirt, State. yeah. So I'm a big Diddy fan too. So yeah. Master P man is a masterpiece. That dude, oh <laughs> my god, seriously. Like I think we talked about the story where he saved Snoop Dogg's life, yeah, um, for not coming up with that album. Like the dude is a genius, and I, I think the problem with you said, Mary, um, why people don't want to hear his secrets because people don't want to give away the fact that you can own your own shit. People want you to be a slave. And that's the problem. People want you to remain under control and he wants you to be free. They don't want to hear that. You know, people don't want you to know that you can actually be free. So that's probably why that hasn't reached the masses yet. But yeah, I, I absolutely love this. I hope this happens. Uh, I'll buy some stock into it myself. Fuck it. I, I need that to happen. There you have it, Baylor. It, it's crazy that uh, Marquis just said take money away from Nike because um before I heard the reports about uh, Baron and, uh, and Master P, there was a there was a report that um, Kobe was about to leave Nike and start up his own shoe company. Wow! And and then he was going to get other you know basketball players involved so they can own their own shoe. So that would have wow. been major. That would have been major. That would have been major right there. You know what I mean? So and 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 seeing that. Seeing that Baron is from the city, man. I've always seen his moves and stuff like that. I'm a huge fan of his as well. And Master P, like, I mean, technically he does have a biopic. <laughs> it says if you ain't got it on that VHS, then you know what I'm saying? You might have to ask somebody if they still got it. Um, but this is a man who came from the dope game, then he put cats on, and now his son his son was on Disney. He just nigga played in the NBA for a cool minute. I understand it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a real scene, but I mean, that's he did a lot. Like he lived, he lived. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad that he's here to. I don't think he gets enough, but I think he needs more flowers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they do take some money from Nike. And you talk to a person that the only <laughs> I got on Nike flip flops, Nike socks, sweats, and a and a dry fit shirt. Under this sweater, which is the only thing that I own, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm here for it. I buy some Reeboks, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Got to be the Reebok pumps, though. I like the classic joint. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the classic, the black were, classics. Yeah, yeah. But that's it for our first segment this week. We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we have a new album to review. Well, new-ish. I can't wait to see where this conversation goes. We'll be right back after this. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. 
A young urban mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our, our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. All right. So we are reviewing Tory Lane's Loner album. We kind of talked about it last week. Um, I read a couple of reviews just preparing for like where my mind went with this. And a few of them said that this was the album of the year. Now those people I want to smack because it's definitely <laughs> not that. Um, but uh, who wants to take this one away first? <laughs> not me. It was I. Me neither. I. I, I, know what you, I know what you meant. It was... Um, it was surprisingly goodish. It wasn't. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. It's I don't think that it is surprisingly goodish because I feel like all of his work is surprising is not surprisingly goodish. Um, like, like Baylor said before, like he is talented. Mm -hmm. Um, what I will say though is, for me, he never was quite for me because he sc he screams to me. His style of singing is like, eh, I don't know, like it's really you don't like his singing airy. voice. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, I wanted was a number. I'm kind of with Mary. I'm kind of with Mary on that one because I don't yeah. know where to, I don't know where to place him at. Like, sorry. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know what. I don't know what genre he wants to go to. Yeah. I and think, at this point, yeah, he I could think, go that way. But I think that's his thing. I think he doesn't have a genre. Which may hurt him or, or work. For, it could possibly. I could see this working for an artist to not have a genre, but with Tori, if like Chick Tape Five was his best total body yes. of work for me. Um, everything else seems kind of incoherent as far as yes. like a style. Like that had a clear style and purpose in which he wanted to deliver old school feels on that album, and he 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 got it with Chick Tape Five. Everything else just feels unfocused. Yes. And I think that, I think in this conversation, I just kind of realized his genre isn't even really a genre, but it's like he sets, he creates vibes. Mm. That's mm. what he does. Mm. Right. It's not necessarily real singing. It's not rapping either. <laughs> it's like. But it just don't just be hidden though. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to create your own lane, then it got to hit though. And I think because he doesn't, he hasn't picked a lane yet. Like if I hear. Like we know, Chris Chris Brown is an R and B artist, probably slash pop artist. So yeah. when he does, or when he is featured on somebody else's track, and he actually raps and he be spitting, but we know his lane is R and B. Mm. With with this guy right here, I don't. It just ain't hit. It just hasn't hit. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people are hating this music just because the situation that he's in. I'm just listening to it. I, I at, at this point, I'm past all the bullshit. I want to hear some good music. It's just not hitting, man. And that's all yeah. edible. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, Marky. I agree. Um, like I said, to me, it was, it was a decent approach. Um, there's nothing I would pop back in and say, let's 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 run it back. Nah, I heard it once. I'm good. I can move on. I give it three. Three out of five. 
That's a fair review. That's a fair yeah, review. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, any standout songs for you on uh, uh anyone on this album? <laughs> Damn. Damn, that's bad. Band of Man to me, like I can see that being played in the. If it wasn't for it being by Tory Lanez, because nobody's playing Tory Lanez in the club right now. No, all I hope, all I hope is that. Do I want to make this joke? So this is a dad joke warning. All I hope, all I hope is that uh, with him releasing two albums in in a in a span of a couple of months, he didn't shoot himself in the foot. Oh. <laughs> dad joke! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, Mary's not You're impressed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's get out of this. Uh, so we said last we were going to review a film. One of the films that was actually nominated for film of the year, um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I've watched this two times since the last time we recorded because the first time was just the experience. The second time to really maybe take a little a little bit of a deeper look. So I I don't know how much we're going to have to say on this uh, on this movie or not. But uh, who wants to take this one away first? Everybody get to see it first. Yes. Right. Yep. Baylor? All right. Baylor, Baylor did around. not get to see it. That's fine. That's I fine. Did, I didn't. I do got a question though. Okay. Afterwards. Afterwards. Right, it has fine. nothing to do with that movie. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, Mary, I know. I. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> oh, has the edible man. hit yet, Baylor? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. He's like, why is water wet? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mary, I'm going to come to you first in this because I know you're really excited to talk about this movie. Yes, and so it's it's movie of the year for me mm-hmm. by our standards, by the Oscars, by the freaking Academy. Like everybody, better give this movie its flowers and Viola and Chadwick and. Damn it, we should get some supporting actors out of this too. Um, I mean, first of all, so obviously it's, you know, a film adaptation of a screenplay. So those are always hard to pull off. Um, I mean, Denzel, who was the executive producer of this movie, not sure if everyone knew that, um, he seems to have a knack for this. And also for August Wilson, you know, screenplays in general and bringing them to life. Um, However... I mean, when you really think about the depth of emotion that, you know, that we were taken to with them basically not even leaving the the front of that building and inside of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. Viola never disappoints for me, to be honest with you. She's never played any role badly, in my opinion. So that we'll start there. This was no exception. She became Ma Rainey for me. Um, you know, all the band members were amazing. Um, you know, like I said, there was no role that to me felt like something was, was left there. Right. Like I felt like everybody really did their job in terms of really bringing their characters to life. But Chadwick, for me, his, his, (laughs) his legacy could not be more complete, but the fact that, you know, you knew that when you were watching it made it all the more painful that, you know, you come to the realization that he was a loss. Um, we're going to never see this again. You know what I mean? Like, real, it's it's truly, we're going to have to carry on without him and continue to tell these Black stories and not have Chadwick bring them to life for us. And that is just so heartbreaking, honestly. Um, but he played the shit out of this role. And, you know, there were so, I mean, so I don't know if you watch behind the scenes of, 
um, you know, there was on Netflix a behind the scenes of the movie. And I tend to watch behind the scenes of most things that I, you know, whatever, watch. And Chadwick always seems to want to leave his mark on every movie that he's a part of or every project. For instance, with Black Panther, it was his idea to speak the African dialect that they spoke, which was actually the um, the dialect, the home dialect of the guy who played his father in the, you know, the yeah. um, Avengers movie that he originated in. So anyway, um, in this one, the scene where he finally gets through that door and basically it's just <laughs> surrounded by brick walls and you're looking up at the sky, that was his idea. Okay. And, you know, and it really was symbolic. Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I felt like, I feel like everyone, everyone needs to watch this movie, especially now, um, to really understand the effects of systemic racism on the human psyche. And I felt like it was such a beautiful, but not beyond that, it was such a tangible um, representation of that. I mean, Chadwick's character and all the emotions he went through and, you know, just, it was... Uh, you know, and I mean, I don't want to give it away now since Baylor didn't watch it yet, and maybe some people out there haven't. But the ending really couldn't have been any better in terms of wrapping this all up with a bow. Yeah, yeah, it fucking ending sad. You know, shit. I mean, basically, it was, but it also was real as shit. These things really did happen to us. Our future was robbed. And, you know, that anger that kind of wells up in you and becomes uncontrollable and, and you kind of have to let it out is is real. <laughs> and it still exists today. So I think that people watching this, especially non-black people, might have more of an understanding of what we go through. Okay. I think that sums it up for me. <laughs> oh, there you go, Marky. Larry, Larry made me want to go watch that now. <laughs> Please do. I think it's it's interesting that that tragic moment um, didn't shed a light on the real tragedy of how the music was taken and basically projected through a white vision. And that was the real tragedy. Like, this was a moment where this tragic incident happened. And when Bill, I don't want to ruin it for you, but the long-lasting effect, that's just another nigga gone. But the long-lasting effect, that music is gone, too. And guess whose hands it's in? So... That was fucked up. So I, it was a beautiful, beautiful piece of of art, um, to me. So I don't know. And I did watch um, the 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 uh, the response afterwards and some of the the breakdown. Um, and that one scene where he finally got the door open, Chadwick finally got that door open. When I first saw it, I was like, "Fuck, that's poetic." And then I then I heard the actual when they they broke it down, what they were trying to do with it. I'm like, "That was fucking amazing." Everything about this movie, the way they talk, you you actually felt good being called nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the dialect was perfect. It was, um, I mean, Ma, the power she wielded, like it's going to move my way. No matter what you throw at me, I'm going to do it on my own terms. I'm going to do it the way I want. If I don't get it, I'm walking out. And that's the way it, should, that's the way it is. You want my talent. You're trying to buy me. You're trying to get my shit. And it's going to flow on my time. Loved it. Absolutely fucking loved it. So... Chadwick, the two like monologues that he had in this movie. Oh, God. That first one was, and the, the tone switched so, like, from it being black men being jovial, talking shit to each other that we all see in the barbershop every day and that we experience, 
to he's pissed off to he's hurt. Like the emotional roller coaster that you go in and that, like I said, that three to five minute monologue. There's there was all, there's no better role that I could think of that he for this to be his last film role. This was powerful. It showed what he was able to do as an actor, and the fact that he was dealing with cancer during this too is like yeah. amazing. It's yeah. Go ahead, Mary. Well, the monologue. Well, first of all, you must know me so well to know I want to say something. But the monologue where he basically questioned God, right? And like, mm. I mean, you could tell that he was having a breakthrough there where it's like, you know what? He in real life was suffering mm. and facing his own mortality and kind of was doing the same thing probably. You know what I mean? It, it sort of felt like a juxtaposition of art and, and uh, reality. Mm. So... What a way for him to go out, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. He, here's how I, I define um, a performance. If you don't see that person in that role, and I didn't see Viola, I didn't see Chadwick, I saw perfection personified. That was everything to me. And the, character, the supporting characters helped build this movie, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For real. But it was, there's no question if there's a best actor, best actress nomination. Everyone should just sit the fuck down and say, you know what, this is where it's going to go. Yeah. 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 And just the emotions. I mean, like the only other movie that I honestly can think of that really brings out that range of emotions is Forrest Gump. (laughs) Like you laughed, you cried, you got angry. Wow. Right? Yeah. Wow. It was like all of that. Like you went through Mm -hmm. everything with them. Good point. Yeah, Billy, you got to watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Billy, you got to watch this, man. It's a. It's it's a it's a hell of a watch. That's all I can say. So, hey, you you saw it twice. Um, is there anything that um you caught the second time that you that stood out that resonated more or? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily. Like, of course, the desperation of of Chadwick's character, like, be noticed for what. Mm he was great at like you can I I picked up on that theme a little bit more because at first like the opening scene when he's playing and he's looking directly at Ma Rainey's girl I don't remember her name I didn't notice it like that completely the first time watching just didn't register to me but now like knowing how the story went I saw that and it's just like and he he was talented like it I think that is the thing like the fact and this is something we've been talking about like not being able to own our own shit like this has literally been and I used to the idea that somebody I saw like tweet and I see people say this like the us trying to integrate black people trying to integrate was the worst decision ever. And I used to say that and, th- and think, what the fuck do you mean by that? But when you look at like, for example, Ma Rainey, who came from the south up north in the south, because black people at that time were that because of segregation, they had their own shit. They dealt with each other. They bought from each other. They they traded with each other and they were able to build their own thing. And then the moment they try to come North, now you got to live by a different set of rules. So that kind of stuck with me from the movie, because that's something I used to always be like, what do you mean? Integration was the stupidest thing we've tried to do as people. And I still don't agree with that, but I understand now the, the thought behind that a little bit more than what I ever have before. Yeah. I mean, I think that one important, um, I guess, ideology that it really highlighted is crabs in a barrel, that mentality, Mm. right? Like, because you saw she kept bringing up Bessie Smith, and Mm. I guess that was like her competition, right? And then, in a sense, you saw 
you know, I, I'd like to think in another life, right? Um, you know, Chadwick's character and Ma Rainey would have been friends and would have supported each other. Mm -hmm. But I think in a way, they knew there was not room for both of them. Mm -hmm. So it was like, what do you mean it's going to be his way? It's got to be my my version of the song. Because in essence, they were competing. They mm -hmm. Everyone, you know what I mean? It was not room for more than really one. They knew it was limited. And mm -hmm. I think we still carry that today. And it's really sad. Mm. So wow, powerful, powerful so, film. You're gonna be one Drake, right? Sorry, had to. You know about Levy? No, I'm sorry. Just uh, my bad. Mm. Likening uh. Drake to Levy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not at all. <laughs> uh, great, great movie. I think that gets a stamp of approval from everybody here who's seen it. Uh, Bela, let us know when you do see it. Let's move into Power. Book two, No for Life this week, but we did have Power in. Time out. Yeah. Before we move into this, I must request that we review our next movie is Sylvie's Love. I figured that was. Baylor, your ass better watch it. Yeah. I'll watch it tonight. I'm on I, it, I saw your written review for it, by the way. Man, I haven't watched it yet, and it made me think, yeah, I got to watch this. I got to watch it. You saw it on Facebook? On or... Instagram. Okay. Yeah. My Facebook posts get a lot more. <laughs> okay. For some reason, that, that kind of stuff gets a lot more, you know, play. Cool. Um, but okay, now we can move on. <laughs> Power Book Two in an episode that really I think sets the stage for what because we only have one episode left, right? Yeah, yeah, one episode left. It really sets the stage for what the finale is going to be. Um, this was a great episode from start to finish. I wish we would have we got a little bit of everything. We got Sax and what's going on in the courtroom with Method Man. We got we didn't get any two bit, but I'm sure he's going to be coming back in the finale in a big way. Um, we know what's going on with Bobby Brown and that like. Everything it really, like I said, sets the stage for what the finale is going to be. Bailey, you didn't get to talk for a while, so come to you first on this one. What did you think about that episode? The two bit is going to kill Kane. Okay. For Agreed. some reason, I think I, I think yeah. I think I think I think Tyreek is going to set that up. Um, I don't want it to end. I don't see how it can end. It's so much shit that needs to happen. I mean, it's it's just a season, bro. It's not like it's the finale, so they got <laughs> no need to rush it. No need to rush. Yeah, but it's gotten so good, though. Um, well, it was sad to see my guy get shot. That was pretty no, sad. No, please. Who cared about that guy? I would have been. I would. I would have been upset if they if they would have killed him off. I think. I think he's important to the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think Drew. I think next season, especially for what I think is going to happen to Bobby Brown, Drew's character is going to be in for quite a bit of a rise up. Yes, I thought you were talking about the Puerto Rican cop. Because oh, nobody yeah. cares about him. Oh, oh, no, oh, no. I forgot, no. I forgot he got shot until you just yeah, said that. I, like, yeah, yeah, I forgot he died. <laughs> I forgot. Um, yeah, I kind of figured he was going to be the first one out because he was, you know, not that integral. Right. right like, where right. were they even going with that story? You know what I mean? For the first time, we've seen Mary in a different light. You know what I mean? Instead of being angry, but she went right back to being angry again. Um, but that was, that was about it, man. It's going to... I, I couldn't even tell you what what's going to happen in the in the in the last episode, uh, but I think everybody's going to be involved. I still feel like Sachs needs need to go along with him. Yes. And um, yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. So I'm excited. It was it was it was a good episode. I just feel like it was a lot of information let out now. So now the teeth like they're. I put it to you like this. I know we said a lot of shit about those teachers, but they're finding ways to keep them involved. Yes. So they did a good job on that, even though they're 
at one point it was like they're they're useless, but now you know, teacher having sex with one of the key characters and the other one being a you know a Snoopy ass you know <laughs> <laughs> snooping around and and getting in, uh, important information. Um, that's gonna be interesting. So we'll see. Yeah. It was a good episode so- though. So, first of all, can Zeke's face when he was like, I might have to give him more information or tell him what I know? Um, he, his acting is getting like exposed. Can that be like the cover of this episode? That's fine. We can <laughs> because, do that. <laughs> yo, like, is he really is stupid. And it's like on all levels. Before I thought it was just the books, but it's like, did you really go to Monet and even in, insinuate talking to the, the cops? Like, they might have to kill him. So there's that. Um, I will say that I felt bad for Bobby Brown for a second there in the end when mm-hmm. he was like, this is how you made me, mom. It was I like, how the hell, how could she just turn around after that? Like, um, and I guess cause I'm a mom and you're all parents too. So it's like, you know but I mean? he, but, but I felt bad because he was, it was that one phone call away from probably him getting back into the house and she yeah. just didn't. She was. She wasn't there to answer. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and you know what? I think she's making the same mistakes that Ghost made in the past. Mm. You know. I don't have an answer for where... that. Is there something else I can help with? That was my watch. My bad. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm like, what the scared hell? The sh- scared the shit out of me too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you look at your window. You thought you were being. Yeah, scared. I thought I was like, who the hell? <laughs> hey, so look, listeners, if y'all don't, if y'all think I'd be lying, I'd really be in these streets. Yeah, we see. Got to keep um, my head on the swivel. Well, we'll call the cops if anything happens. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I feel like here's the thing. I feel like Monet is making the same same mistakes that Ghost had made, where it's like you give people a little bit of information, but you're not, you know what I mean, giving them enough, and then they're left to jump to conclusions, and it's the wrong conclusion. I mean, because if she would just tell Bobby Brown her plan with Tariq then maybe he wouldn't be looking at him as a threat. But instead, yeah. she's, like, pitting them against each other almost, and he's now, you know, coming after him. Um, yeah, I definitely think 2-Bit is going to end up going at it with with Bobby Brown. Yeah. The fact, the fact that you keep calling him Bobby Brown and not Kane. <laughs> he's not Kane to me. He will never it's be. It's always going to be Bobby Brown, bro. That's, that's, that's yes, it. It's that's always going to be Bobby Brown. Um, you know who, who else is becoming useless? The sister. I don't know her name either. Uh, damn, I didn't know her name. I don't, right. Yeah. Well, that's because exactly. that's because Effie back in the picture. I was gonna say I, they yeah. was I'm glad they brought Effie back. I'm glad they brought Effie back. But uh, so what do we think is gonna happen with Effie? So he he can't have three love interests. Somebody is dying. <laughs> In the and I'm there's gonna be a lot of death in the next episode. I got I got at least three people dying in the next episode. Oh, let the bodies hit so the floor. either Bobby Brown or Two Bit. One of those two have to go. They're off the board. Bobby Brown going. Kane got to go. Off the board. I really okay. think that Sack's niece is either gonna be trying to make up with Brandon. Is that his name? Brayden. 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 And get in the crossfire or some. She's either gonna get kidnapped or shot too. That's gonna set Sax really off to get fucking Tariq. And then I think, uh, see, that's the thing. If Bobby Brown dies, his sister can't die too. So something's gonna happen to Effie. I think she she may she may bite uh, the dust. Don't do that. I'm telling you. Don't what do about that. the other girl? 
What? Whatever her name She can't is. die because her parents would file lawsuits out the wazoo. That'd be yeah. the end of the show. And then, okay, what about Laz Alonso? He's going to be a bigger factor next season. That was crazy that yeah. they just brought him in out of exactly. nowhere. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, and that's the thing, though. All right. So I'll tell you. The male teacher has to end. die, too. But go ahead. Go ahead, Mary. I, I'd like him to die. <laughs> yeah. oh, he got to die. He's got He's he is annoying. He really does need to go. His um, acting is fucking horrible. Him and the basketball player Zeke, are the yes. Zeke. They're the worst fucking Zeke actors needs to die in the too. show. Loose lip sync ships and Zeke is just too stupid. It's like he's going around telling everybody. Mary's things. killing everybody. <laughs> well, if I was Monet, yeah, I probably would. Um, but I think it's going to end with Tariq taking the stand admitting to killing Ghost, and then they're going to let Tasha go and take Tariq in, and then we're going to be left with the cliffhanger until they resume mm. with him in jail. Damn. I think Tariq's going to pin it back on sex. Oh. Because he has all the info to do it. Sax was there. But then he admitted to the crazy Sax got the video, though. That she, He admitted he did it to the attorney. True. Oh yeah, he did. True, he did. Right, he right. did. And gave her a dollar, yeah. so it's official. <laughs> that down payment, yeah. I don't know, man. This is so much. That and can I happen. met the man. The nerve of him. I'm ashamed. <laughs> hey, old girl, about to go after him. She and she hurt though. She, hey, she a, wo hurt. a woman scorned. Yeah, she emotionally hurt. Hey, y'all got a lot of y'all got y'all got a lot of people dying. I, I feel it's little, gonna I feel a little I'm bit uncomfortable. It's gonna be a lot of death. It's gonna be a lot of death. Mm. Sax niece gotta go. We can't get Sax's niece gotta go. I think she's just gonna fade. I don't think they even need to kill her. That that's that would be a waste too. of a death. You're right. I think I think we should put a poll on uh on who's Twitter. Gonna get guys? Who, who's yeah. gonna die? That, that's a good poll. I'll put that up. Good poll. Good. Like that's a good it. idea. I like I like the way you're thinking, uh, Barry. Yes. Uh, but that's it. Let's get off power. Uh, we're going to take our next break. And when we come back, we got the announcement of the first winners of the annual Further Culture Awards. We'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast, podcast. a weekly legal podcast. For the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. All right. The results are in. I don't you I don't know if I've marked it on the list. I don't know if you guys have the list up while we're doing this, but I marked all the winners. Um we'll start from the top. Best rap album of the year. Benny the Butcher ran away with this shit with 60% yeah. of the vote. Wow. Mm. Okay. I really okay. thought Mac Miller was going to pull that one out, but he I didn't think so. Okay. I would have voted for him though, but All right. Marquis, wait, 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 wait a minute. What? Wait, and Nas was in there? Yeah. 
bro, mm, bro, hey, bro. I, we, I on, like Trump. I so need a recount. When I when, <laughs> when I when I posted it on IG, Nas actually won on IG, but um mm -hmm. on Twitter, uh, he didn't even he wasn't even in the top three. Okay, oh, but so I what counts? Twitter, Everything I put all I put the number of votes all together. Oh, okay. So that's how I did. In our game, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, that was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Best R&B album. Uh, Bailey, you would be happy to know that Victoria Monet did not win, but she did get twenty-five percent of the vote. Well, who won? Uh, Janae Aiko, Chalumbo won. Can't be mad at that. They're gonna, they gonna respect my boot thing eventually. That's all right. <laughs> Male artist of the year, first winner. Of this, uh, I just, I thought Drake fans, you know how I feel about Drake fans. The baby actually won this one with forty five percent of the vote. Makes sense. All right. yeah. I'm not mad at that. Okay. And in the the biggest landslide uh, category that we had, female artist of the year, Megan Thee Stallion won with eighty percent of the total vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I had it. Yeah. I put parts in on that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> TV show of the year. What do you guys think won? Oh. Uh, it Come on, P Valley. Come on. P Valley was yeah. second. Lovecraft Country yeah. won. I knew it. Lovecraft I knew it. Really? Lovecraft I've, seen, I've seen the percentage. I was like, yeah, I don't okay. think we're going to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Lovecraft Country won that one. Okay. Next one. Movie of the year. We, we, recency bias on top of it is probably the best one on the list. My Rainey's Black Bottom pulled this one out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can I ask my question now? Yeah. Please. Yeah. When, the, when does the cutoff, when is it the cutoff for movies to be nominated? I mean, this was Boy. the first year we kind of we kind of just if you if you came out that's before fair. the before between January and the end. That's where I'm. Just, yeah. I just want to get ahead of next yeah. year. Okay. I just want to get ahead of next year because because um, Soul came out and that shit was phenomenal. So we what mm. we need to do? Maybe Are we, we gonna review put, that? Yeah, we can <laughs> review that because I got I got takes on Soul. So yep, for stuff too. like that, we need to um, Baylor text it to me afterwards because I'm like. I'm going to create a document where, like, moments of the year and shit throughout the year I'm going to be putting on there. So that way I don't mm -hmm. forget Soul because I easily will forget Soul because of when it came out. And okay. the fact that it's trash. And um, because meh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, act Actress slash actor of the year. Now, I will say for next year, whether hopefully we get more movies, these categories are probably separated out. But because there just wasn't very many movies this year, I just combined them all together. Um, so do who you guys think won this one? Viola or Chadwick? Chadwick. Chad. Chadwick. Chad pulled this one out with like I think it was like 70% of the vote. Um it was okay. close for a while in the day. It was like every time I would refresh, it switched between him and Viola, and then towards the end of the day, it was just all Chad. Like all the votes for Chadwick were at the bottom half of the day. Um wow. <laughs> for the culture moment of the year, the Black Lives Matter rallies definitely won this one after Joy Floyd's death. It wasn't even close with anything else. Um, comedy special of the year. This one I was surprised with. Um, Yvonne Ori, Orgy, or however you pronounce mm -hmm. it. Uh, Orgy. Uh, she won. Mama, I made it. Won. Handedly. Huh. I got to go back and check the percentage. I believe she won by like 55% of the vote or something like that. Yeah, yeah. dang. I could not. Do we have a... Do we have a lot of Africans in our following space? Anyway, because anyway. they, you know. <laughs> they stick together. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the last but not least, the one the one award that we have that I don't think anyone else 
we'll have the Coon Artist of the Year Award was actually an even tie between Kanye West and Lil Wayne with 38% of the vote each. Wow. That okay. sounds about right, though. Yeah. So. Do we do a tiebreaker or do they split the award? They split the Coons award. Of a feather. They, okay. I saw some people commenting that Lil Pump, Pump shouldn't have been there since he's not black. I thought that, too. You thought that? Yeah. But he's Cuban. I mean, yeah. he's not white. Well, Cuban and Mexican. His mom's Mexican, and then they and then they grew up in the Dominican. So like, right. And he's in the culture, so yeah. that's what matters. Coons of a feather. And I think I think the important thing too is when I put that out, I put Coon of the Year. If I put Coon Artist of the Year, maybe that distinction would have helped people right. kind of understand it differently. Uh, I'll yeah. do a better job at explaining that next year. But yeah, so the first <laughs> annual Little Wayne Coon Artist of the Year award it goes to Kanye and Little Wayne. We're definitely naming that award uh, after Little Wayne, though, by far. I wonder how many people actually saw that and said, "Hey, look, who do you think is the Coon of the Year?" <laughs> you know, just reading that out loud. So what? So what are we gonna call it? Like the Wheezy Coon Award, the Wheezy F Coon Award? <laughs> mm, Wheezy F. Word, you know. <laughs> Please say the baby. <laughs> I will say I got some heat. Uh and I know you guys may not care. So like there of course there are other podcasts that do like award shows and do their little thing at the end of the year. So you know I've at like the first three or four categories I created videos for and somebody had the nerve to DM me. It was like, how dare you create you do an award show and create videos like this when you know everybody can't do this shit? Man, fuck you. That was my response. So if we ever get like a bad email or review, it's another podcast hating because I legitimately respond back, man. I don't even know them. I was like, fuck you. Ew. How dare you come to my crabs in a barrel? Like, <laughs> look, look, send that for that to me. I'll handle it. <laughs> How? I thought your physical days were over. I didn't say I was gonna do anything. FBI, <laughs> y'all tapping this. I didn't say I was doing anything. I don't know them. Oh, right. Man. It's the break radio. <laughs> it's the break radio. That's who'll be handling it. <laughs> I can I give y'all a couple of niggas from Breaks Media, but <laughs> <laughs> Cool oh that is so funny. I right. can't. So that is it. That's the first annual awards, man. It's it's it, it, it's great that we didn't have to like argue it between us because we would literally have been here for hours trying to decide between the four of us. Um, the battles that we had. This has been a great year for the Breaks Radio. Our most successful year as far as like if you're looking at numbers and downloads. And then we've also been joined by Marquis who came in to the, to the bottom half of the year who fit right in. Um, Appreciate it. So the, our last came in a fourth quarter. I know, right? <laughs> Hell did right. <laughs> it, it was it, it was like it was like JJ Barrera being the the who killed the Heat in that series, just coming out of nowhere because mm. like it started from from Mary saying, you know, we should have him on as a guest. I think we all collectively after that first episode was like, no, nah, this nigga has to stay here. He he, <laughs> he has to, like we'd be dumb not to have him back. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, I was, I was he, he, came, he came in just like he came in just like the Green Ranger, just coming in, beating up on everybody. That I'm is like, whoa, a fact. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, let's be on the same side. <laughs> we all wear spandex costume, all right. We all got helmets on. Let's fight oh. together. <laughs> this nigga jumped right into the Megatron and just started smacking shit up. Oh, shit. 
Green Ranger and a White Ranger is my favorite Rangers, by the way. Oh yeah, for sure. Tommy is yeah, the yeah, best yeah, Power yeah, Ranger Tommy. ever. Um, I'm still yeah. looking for that flute. That flute says shit <laughs> I still got mine in my mama house. The Green Ranger yep. dagger, flute dagger, still got. Yeah, it. yeah. That's terrible. That's what's up. You couldn't tell me shit when I was what was the eight or nine. I wasn't in there playing the shit out of that dagger, ch- chopping some damn putty, uh, putty patrol up. <laughs> 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 But no, I want to thank you guys for uh for another another year doing this and trusting me and you know next year we're gonna try to I got some ideas on how we can do better next year um with just social media in general working with Mary's got me some things I really want to talk to Baylor and Marquis about uh doing some sneaker stuff for the for the social media um and we'll us doing fashion in general just ways that we can improve but i think we've had a really really good year and we'll just continue to improve on that on next year so i thank you guys i appreciate that this just got all mushy and stuff we gotta be a g like this you you were silent remember right i guess around here they are (laughs) (laughs) not i i'm from shaolin i can i can honestly tell you like this was i think this was like my trial run when, when Hayes hit me up, I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then we started off uh, with a third person, and then that third person left. And then we had another third person. And I'm like, yo. Wait a minute. Shit, Am I like the, the fourth, third person? No, it's just the lineup The lineup changed, right? Yeah. And But, but Hayes kept it going, though. Hayes kept it going. And the nigga didn't inform me at all. He's like, yeah, we got somebody new coming in. I'm like, all right. Mary pop on the screen. I'm like, well, you got to, you got to. All right. Okay. Hi, Mary. That came out of nowhere. At least Marquise was introduced, but the nigga came in fighting everybody. You know what I mean? But at least I knew I knew he was on his way. You know what I mean? And then Hayes sent the text message to the wrong group. Asking. He asked, like, yo, should we let this nigga in? Should we jump him in? I'm like, well, it's not a surprise anymore. Listen. That shit was the that funniest was, thing in the world to me because Mary, Mary, she messaged the other one. She was like, I think you sent that to the wrong one. I looked back, I was like, fuck. Hey, I was in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen looking at both of the text messages, like both of the groups. And I'm like, I don't know which one to say yes to. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, let him in. He already, he was already set tripping. I was like, you might as well. I think it's I think it's the um the perfect mixture of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um oh, <laughs> Yeah, that shit was wild that day. I was like, well shit, you might as well let him in now. You can't say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh but everybody's here perfect. Um I love everybody. Um no. it's, yeah, it's just it's, it's a good it's a good feeling. Yeah. I think twenty twenty one is the year that we just step it up and and just do more for the brand. Definitely. Definitely. You know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. Definitely. I think yeah. this was a, I think this was the year that threw us all off personally and through, you know, through our personal brands. And now that we're already going through it, we could sit back and analyze it, see where we can get better at and just make it better. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. I hope uh, that uh, we all were not supposed to go around the room with a sucker for love ass nigga speech because I definitely did not prepare one. <laughs> but yes, Mary, you're guy. Love you all. I didn't either. I didn't either. But that Green Ranger shit that popped in my good. head. 
to be off the dome. That we, was great. We're done. That's it. Uh, Mary, go and give me your social media. Let's get the hell up out of here. <laughs> I am at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms and check out at Young Urban Moms because big things go on this year coming up. And no Sufan shit over here. Super. Yep. All right. <laughs> You can find me in that third group chat with Marquise in there. We're gonna we're gonna act like he's not in here. <laughs> at, baby, at baby the great on all social media platforms. BTG for president. Overrun with BTG. Part of the Rare Science, Rare Science Network. And uh, yeah, shout out to the Green Ranger. <laughs> I can't. What about the Asian one? Was he yellow? And then he disappeared. Oh, no, she. It was. The, it was, it was yeah. the Asian girl. She was oh young. my God! Oh, maybe she's in Jesus' basement. Maybe that's what she's been on. <laughs> oh my Lord! <laughs> yeah, called, first of all, she called. She called her an Asian man. In <laughs> <laughs> <And> yellow. In <laughs> yellow. In yellow. Yeah, oh, man, we got to shut this shit down. <laughs> now, let's stop before you cancel Marquis, man. Take us home. Get us the hell up out of here. Oh, stop. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I was Yo. very sincere. I ain't going to lie to you. Oh, boy. If y'all don't know how witty she is, the shit she comes up with out of the blue is so fucking, oh, my God. The cool artist thing. I swear to God, the first time she said that shit, I dropped my phone. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God, yo! She was like, yo. Anyway, thank you, M, for inviting me. Thank you, BTG, for supporting me. Hayes, even though you sent that message to me and all of us, I appreciate that nobody said no. <laughs> nah, let's not let that nigga in. Um, no, I'm thankful. Um, my resolution is I'm actually going to commit to power, so I can have something to say moving forward. Mm. Um, so that's what I'll, I'll give to you. Yes, um, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions anyway, but I will do that for for the culture. Um, you can follow me, Keezus, IG, uh, Grand Band, Twitter. Again, fuck them all. Salute. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. And I'm proud to announce that I finally got my username back on IG. I've been the King Hayes. I used to be CEO Hayes everywhere. I got off Instagram for like a year. I came back, somebody had my username. Bastards. Always trying to mm. get in on my branding. So I, I got my name back. Uh, so CEO Hayes on every social media platform. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture. And signing off for the year of 2020, we out this bitch. Peace, Peace. from the Green Ranger. <laughs> word, word on the street is you got your name back because you unlocked your basement. That's just what I heard. <laughs>